What's up party people? You know one of the worst things about being a self-employed performer? That's right, it's your tax. If you're sick and tired of collecting all your receipts and guessing your way through your tax rebate, well, I know the people that can remove the stress and make it as simple as 5, 6, 7, 8. That's right, it's Theat Accounts. They're an accounting company that specialize in working with performers. So they know all the things that we can claim back and it's so simple. You upload your invoices and bank statements to their website and they do all the work for you. It's cheap, it's easy and once you try it, I guarantee you will not regret it. It has changed my tax life. Just email info at theataccounts.co.uk. That's theat, T-H-E-A-T, accounts. So again, that's info at theataccounts.co.uk. Make sure you tell them you're from the Ins and Outs podcast and you'll get some five-star VIP treatment. You will get treated like a king. Honestly, they've changed my life. They've made it so much easier. They've removed the stress from tax and they can do the same for you. Boom. Do you want an insight into the minds of the industry professionals? Then there's only one place to be. One place to be. The Ins and Out Podcast with your host, Kane Silver. In this episode of the Ins and Outs Podcast, I speak to professional dancer, choreographer, and movement director, Freddie Huddleston. Huddleston. Freddie Huddleston. Why can't I talk? I don't have corona, but I can't speak properly. Uh, this is a Skype podcast with Freddie. We're both currently on self-isolation in this crazy time. We talk a little bit about that. We talk about his journey. We talk about what we're going to do to keep ourselves entertained. We talk about the benefits of going to performing arts college. We talk lots of things. It was lovely to speak to him. Um, I'm going to be trying to do a podcast every day, if possible. I'm going to do as many as I can over this period to keep us all entertained and inspired and positive. Please go and check out Freddie on Instagram. It's at Happy Feet Fred. He says in the podcast he doesn't have many followers, so let's hope that we can get him some more. Uh, thanks for listening. Thank you, Freddie, for coming on the show. Please make sure you leave me a five-star rating and review on iTunes because that will help me so, so much. I hope you're all staying positive. I hope you're all staying healthy, and I hope you're all staying creative. Here is Happy Feet Fred. There you are. Boom, we're in. Boom, Dude. yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Hey, thanks for putting the feelers out and having oh, me. Dude, well, you know what? I feel like we're at World War Z at the moment. I don't know what is going on. So I'm like, how can we embrace this crazy time? I'm like, anything online, seeing a real face is good right now. So I know. I'm up Well, and just not to talk to the one person I'm locked in my house with. Yeah. <laughs> I've I've luckily got a dog in my house as well as Belle, so I'm I'm pretty set for people and company for a bit. Yeah, that's good. Well, it's not it's actually quite nice because I never really get to spend time with my with George and my partner. So now it's like, all right, we're gonna have good quality time together. Yeah, <laughs> Do you know what I mean, make the most of it. Totally. We've bought some board games and we're playing like heads up and like some old school board games and stuff. So it's actually really it's interesting how uh, it's changing things already. Yeah. How many how many is this your first day that you've stayed in or uh, kind of officially? Yeah, we did our like shop yesterday so that we don't have to go out anymore, uh, which was, you know, perfectly OK. Uh, but yeah, we're pretty much just self-isolating now really like some people are or not i don't know really well i've seen we went out today to get some final bits and bobs before we were like right we don't need to leave the house now for a while we're good and it's like a ghost town out there but i do i still see a lot of people like a lot of builders working and stuff like that people who got like outside gigs i guess yeah i think if you're miles away from everyone then you're perhaps you're you're good to take care of your business aren't you which is worrying for all of us at the minute isn't it but um it is but i'm i'm trying to all right how can we make the best of this like let's exercise let's do all the things that i've never normally got time to do i'm I'm gonna get flexible i'm gonna stretch like (laughs) you know what i mean i've got got, uh, when we moved house we got an old piano from a pub that was getting thrown in a skip and i've had it in our living room our kitchen ever since i'm gonna learn to play it like that sort of thing do i mean it's just top up some skills and learn something new it's a lot of uh yeah a lot of possibility isn't it 
So a hundred percent. So yeah. Freddie, tell us, tell the listeners a bit about yourself if they don't know you. Uh, oh God, where do I start? I know it's uh, horrible, isn't it? A <laughs> weird. Uh, I'll go right from the beginning. So I'm. Uh, I guess I went into the performing arts industry. I started as a. I started pretty late, started at 12, didn't really get even like moving till I was 12 other than like discos and things like that. <laughs> nice. Uh, literally just like last one on the dance floor as a kid. Um, but I started pretty late. So I started about 11, 12 years old. Uh, just some general classes each week, like modern and tap. That was my thing back in the uh-huh. day, like once a week, twice a week. Uh, finished school, uh, went to a place called Peterborough Regional College where I did a BTEC for two years oh, which nice. kind of like all singing all dancing all acting um and that was incredible we had a real we had a really good uh, teaching staff and some uh one of our one of our teachers used to like dance with gene kelly and stuff so she was really like oh wow some, you know that like old school training that is you don't get a compliment for two years but when you do it's so worth it what, yeah yeah sort of, so yeah so that was like first time ever doing ballet and things like that and that was great and then, um, so I did that for two years and then I went to Tiffany Theatre College for three years and that oh, was just like, that was, that was just great musical theatre college. And, um, was that at 16? Uh, so, so Peterborough would have been from 16 and then at 18, I went to Tiffany's until I was 21. So I did sort of five years proper training before I even touched my foot into anything outside of that. Did uh, you enjoy, did you enjoy like the, like training? Mate, so good. It was the best thing. I think when you go from doing school where you kind of sometimes you get to do the things that you like to do, but most of the time you're doing the things you have to do. So then mm-hmm. suddenly you're wearing trackies every day, you're comfortable every day and you're around those sorts of people every day. It just suddenly make you go, wow, this is like fun all week long for yeah. two years and then three years. So yeah, I think that was the, the the enjoyment was suddenly being in a fish pond full of similar people, and then also uh, just doing what you like every day. So yeah, oh, sick. Yeah, it was good, man. So yeah, and then I did so I did Tiffany till till I was twenty one, and then graduated, and then just found found my way like everyone else ever since. Really, like um, I guess uh, I started off as a I, I wanted to be a performer. Um, yeah. But uh, auditions, yeah. Bell's here with the dog. <laughs> hey, oh uh, look at that doggy! Oh yeah. look, at all the, we get to see faces. This is exciting. So yeah, no, I was then. I basically, I was, I went out as a performer like everyone does, and struggled for a good year, uh, like everyone does, if not longer. And then mm-hmm. a bit of work um and uh yeah I, I did my first kind of professional job i was dancing with louis spence uh in uh manchester opera house in panto spectacular spectacular it was it was it was a uh, very glitzy and a lot of fun so uh, <laughs> i bet yeah so i did that and then uh, i kind of um I, again i tried to go down like the musical theater route like being a performer as musical theater but mm-hmm. i just honestly like i, I just didn't get kept in auditions and I got cut and things like that like like most you know some people find um and then I kind of just worked my way into um like assisting people and going off and making my own projects and and finding your own your own track if you know what I mean um, your own track 100% when you were obviously when you trained at Peterborough and you went to Tiffany's did you know that you wanted to do well that you were aiming to do musical theater stuff or was did you was there a specific goal or was it just I just want to perform yeah uh i think it was such a kind of shock of how many things there were on offer to do that i just kind of jumped into all of it and was like let's learn this and let's learn that and let's sing this and let's act that and i was just mm-hmm. i didn't really have an end game that i was like i'd really like obviously like i would have wanted uh like to be in the west end or something like that um but that's kind of like a it's like what a lot of people say who don't know what they're really talking about when they're young you know saying oh, yeah. i want to do this when really the thing I wanted to do, it didn't find it until you just sort of find your way into it, don't you? And you yeah, go, sure. so many more avenues to uh, to everything than what you think there is when you're starting out. You think there's only like, oh, I could be on TV or I could be in a West End show or I could be on a ship or do you know what I mean? So, yeah, 
yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't precious. I would have just been. Ha- I'd be happy to do anything really. I was. Uh, if I can make some. If I can spend my time and do a job that puts a roof over your head and you can enjoy your time, then I was kind of happy really. So I, I was never really precious about what I did or how I did it or, yeah. you know, working for you know not very much to begin with because you just sort of go. I just want to be in the room and I want to do the job and it's it's fun and it's you know. So, for sure. So when you yeah. graduated, you said you went for like a, probably around a year without, you know, the going through the, the typical starving artist struggle. Um, yeah. How did you fill that time? Like, what were you doing to survive? Were you living uh, in London? I was, I, I've actually never moved out of Essex because Tiffany's is in Woo-hoo! Essex. Why would you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it, it's led to my future wife, so it's not all bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, no, I just um, I was working in a theatre front of house, the Clips Pavilion in Southend. So I was I was doing that, and I was teaching teaching in schools, like te- like dance schools and stuff, you know. Yeah. Like um, yeah, so I just kind of filled it with that, really. Um, so still guess- performing stuff, kind of like I know you were working in front of house at a theatre, but it's still in theatre. You're still around the people that you want to be around and seeing the but- things you want to see. And I think that's the thing as well. And you're still in that environment of where, you know, normal people are coming to watch shows and that's really enjoyable to be in that atmosphere. You know, you spend your time around the bit of someone's day where they're going to relax for an hour. And that's never a bad thing, even if you're selling ice cream to them because they're in a good mood. Yeah, so, for sure. Well, yeah, I've kind of, yeah, I wasn't, I was, I was quite happy. I think we there was things like Legally Blonde came to the theatre when I was working there and then, I got to watch that like five times, so it's pretty good. <laughs> Win. Yeah, that wasn't bad at all. So yeah, man. But um, you said nah. um, that it's dope. It's a good perspective, I guess. I always think like I'm quite fortunate. Like all I've ever done is kind of teach. So when I was when I was struggling to get work and stuff, I would just teach. But I see lots of dancers do like you know uh, they used to do flyering or they do like work in a club or they do bottle service girls and stuff like that but obviously in London quite a lot of musical theatre kind of people end up doing like front of house work and I'm always thinking I always think that's genius because then you're surrounded in an environment that you want to be in anyway you might be doing a different job but you'll meet people you'll network yeah and I think as well it gives you an appreciation of uh, all jobs doesn't it like I just think that's good for that's good for learning regardless of, you know, I, I almost feel like because I struggled for ages and I did a lot of normal stuff before I ever, you know, was able to do the thing I wanted to do. I appreciate, um, I appreciate it a lot more now because of mm. the, it kind of grounds you doing all that stuff. So I actually think it's really healthy for people to go through, you know, the, I'll do this for now so I can get where I want to be. It's kind of good to, not have what you want straight away i think sometimes yeah you uh, feel like you're earning it yeah i do yeah and also i i've thought about this before if um if i got given the opportunities that i've been given more recently when i graduated i would although i really wanted them i, I wouldn't have been ready for them in a weird way yeah so 100%. i kind of think that all of that time is good for you to practice and hone your skills on a platform that doesn't matter if you get it wrong, which is really valuable, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, you just even just learning people skills, do you know what I mean? I guess when you're at college, say, for three years with the same people, although you're learning skills as a performer, ideally you're not really learning that many people skills because you're learning the skills, how to interact with people who do the same things as you, whereas then go into a different environment people with different goals and maybe that is all they're going to do forever you have to accept their goals and learn how to communicate with them yeah and just just learn how to be like a nice person to everyone um but i remember that like what you're saying it i just remember the training you get at college it just it sets you up for being an accomplished human i think like i remember just going and feeling more confident talking to the the checkout person after doing a bit of training you know for a few years because you just feel you learn how to talk to people and how to mm-hmm. look people in the eye and how to, to have a conversation, which is fascinating how it's always performers who are able to, to you know, do any job, aren't they? You know, if someone needs to get up yeah. and say something full of whoever, it's always, a, I always think performers, they just jump into anything because they're so used to doing that in their training. Yeah, like um, quite, 
like my mum in her job she has to do quite a lot of public speaking and she's quite she's quite a confident person but whenever she tells the rest of my family oh, i've got to go and speak to a hundred women tomorrow and do like present this meeting all my family go oh aren't you terrified aren't you terrified and she's like no like whatever but she's not trained performer but i always think even people which maybe go to performing arts school and then they say they don't carry on a career in performing arts which unfortunately happens to a lot of performers because it's a very difficult thing to do no matter what avenue they go down they've required the skills that is probably going to really help them succeed because yeah. for someone like my my grandmother would hate to talk to a room of 10 people let alone 100 yeah. but a performer would be like well this is easy <laughs> like i do this all the time like you'll you'll know this from going on stage as well like it's like the amount of people on stage doesn't it's like you can you can find sometimes the amount of people on stage, it's a lot easier to do that. And a lot of performers will go, oh, yeah, being in front of thousands of people on a stage is easy for me. Mm. Whereas it's like the smaller things like might, might not be for a performer, but the big things really don't bother performers, do they? they? They literally like, I think it's like they just love scaring themselves. Do you know what I mean? 100%. I used to get into that habit at college of being like, if there's something... I used to get used to scaring myself often, which was so good for growing. Cause you go, I'll be, I'll, I'll be like, I try and to be like early, put my hand up to volunteer to try something before we know how to do it. Cause it's, uh, it's kind of where it gets exciting when you don't quite understand how you're going to finish something and you're on the spot. And I think that's what we love, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, the, un the uncertainty. Yeah. And the kind yeah. of like, Oh, it could go wrong. That's quite exciting. Yes, yeah, a thrill, isn't it? It's like yeah. uh, since starting Dream Boys is the first time I've ever done like regular shows. Do you know what I mean? Like the same performance for like a year straight. Normally, I'm used to going rehearsing for three days, doing a gig, and then on to the next one. So for me, it was like after about a few months, I was a bit like, "All right, how do I make this exciting now?" Like, because mm. I I know like I can can do it in my sleep. Like I know the track so well. How do I find this? How do I make this fun now? So it'd be little things like can I do your track in this number and you do mine? Like just little things to try and spice it up a bit. Cause even though I don't know their track, I just wanted that little thought of, Ooh, I'm on edge. Ooh, how can I make this fun? <laughs> yeah, and how can you mix it up for yourself? Cause I, that's probably one of the hardest things, isn't it? Is keeping it fresh uh, for you every mm -hmm. night when you're trying not to fake something and uh, you want it to feel real for you. So it is real. And then the audience like it, that's, that's hard to fake after it's like i think it's the same with everyone in a show isn't it like you do it long enough and you understand how it's going to work you understand what might go wrong what probably won't go wrong and it's uh it it it, it stops becoming like spontaneous doesn't it because you just know yeah. what's going to difficult to it's difficult to fake that yeah 100% well it's it's exciting if someone this sounds horrible but if someone's injured or someone's on holiday and we've got to do a reblock it's like ooh yeah. <laughs> it's a different show it's this exciting I, I remember sometimes when it's like people jump off halfway through like you must have had this when people jump off halfway through a number and you literally jump into their gap to fill yeah. like that's exciting as well and uh yeah I've never swung before but I've always thought um wow swings have a, a fantastic job like just jumping in and Keep very it difficult yeah so difficult i can't imagine what it's like i've always i always kind of like the idea of swinging because i think it was a really fun uh and challenging job to do but i think there's a certain type of brain i've seen them work with their notebooks and i'm not that person no I know I'm, not. <laughs> I'm not writing notes for anything i've i've um i recently with the the show i did choir of man when we were recreating it for the second time ever uh first time you do it and you make it all in the room and it goes oh that's great that's great trying to recreate it i remember I, I was on a plane to florida and i was i was writing out literally the whole 10-hour journey i just had this big new new spread book and i was just writing out like it's nine nine blokes in it and nine tracks for all of the numbers but all with little diagrams and all the stuff like that and then when i got in to teach it within two minutes of starting the whole thing after spending hours i just i just chucked the book down and got a, got a video out because i've decided i know now how i work and it's yeah. not and stick men but i applaud everyone who does work with that because yeah why look at it and go what did i create there that's not what i remember i don't even know what that means and i wrote it so that's uh, brilliant yeah it's it's interesting how you you work out yourself and you go oh that works for me and um and also i think that's important when you're trying to teach someone else is going look this is how i learn it this is how i do it but if you want to do your own way then that's cool you know for sure
helpful, I think, because uh, everyone's got a different brain, haven't they? So uh, yeah, 100%. So earlier on, you said to me that you were uh, you went from kind of not getting any gigs, you were never the, left in the room at the audition, to straight away going into kind of assisting people. How did that come along? That just came along by me. I think I made a sort of conscious decision that I was never going to have the highest kick lines. I would never have the best turnout technique. I definitely don't have the best feet. My feet are pretty much completely flat. So in my mind, I was kind of thinking, I love this, but I don't think that going through, you know, typical auditions is going to be the way for me if I want to do this. And I think I started looking as well of going, how can I have a job when I'm 50? Whereas I think a lot of people are looking, you know, as dancers, they're looking at what can I do tomorrow? What can I do next week? What can I do next year? And I, and I'm, I was kind of looking even at quite young age of the long game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of, I just kind of took myself out of auditions. I stopped auditioning for things and I started just, um, I started putting, um, I started putting out feelers for people who wanted to create work. Um, and, and I met a guy, uh, I basically, I, I got a grant to make a tap, sh- uh, a, a one night tap show. Mm-hmm. Um, going back when we, when I just literally decided I was going to do something different. And um, I took, it's about, you know, 2000 pounds or something really small, not doesn't really, it covers a couple of dancers and, and a few bits uh, of whatever. But I basically said I wanted to make a tap show out of this. Um, so I got on Facebook and I found some people and uh, I found a collaborator, a guy called Jack Bloom, who's a, a musical supervisor. Mm-hmm. And uh, we basically created, with no money, we created some work and put it on in, I think it was Bournemouth for one night. But we sourced the props, we sourced the people, we got a guy in to make the set because he was like a carpenter on Dirty Dancing Tour at the time. And we pretty much just, I, I think I went through a phase of going, I don't care what it costs. I'd rather spend whatever money I can on this on creating something rather than going on holiday or, or buying whatever. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, so, so yeah, basically that's kind of the route that that went really. And I just um, made some work out of nothing. And that, and that, that made me think, oh, let's do more of that. And then, um, it's actually a lot of the teachers that I trained with. They, um, cause, cause my, my sort of thing that I did at college was tap dancing and yeah. it was a sort of, it's a, it's a thing that I could, um, go and help people with who just wanted a little bit more special, you know, a bit more special, uh, content. So I, I started assisting, um, some choreographers just on tap and it just, it just opened my eyes to all other areas of it and how much enjoyment you could get out of, um, being on the other side of it and yeah. and also what I what I absolutely adore now is that going more down that route is that you get to work with people who have skill sets that you don't have and and what what I like my job to be now is to working with people and working out how I, I can help them do their best thing um, and that's fascinating because it's it's a hot, often you you can be working with someone who doesn't have you know I, I don't have anything to really add to what they can do other than help them shape it and that's fascinating yeah yeah that's dope it's very interesting how you said straight away you thought of the long game which I feel like in this industry in this profession we kind of don't you know as a dancer I guess as a singer or an actor or if you're a triple threat you can have you you know you can make your career last a lot longer but for myself just as a dancer like I'm approaching 30 now and I guess it'd be the last two years I've started to think, okay, what am I going to do next? But from the age of 14 to 20, I was just thinking about tomorrow. So it's great if people could take on that mentality though, of going, okay, long game as well. If you could think of both, that'd be sick. Yeah. I I think, but it's easier said than done because I I guess while you're thinking of the long game, um, like I started Again, like I said, I would give up going to audition to potentially get a dance job to take on a different job. So I had time in the studio to create things. So you kind of I, I kind of called it for me like the 10 year plan. If I could t- if I could get somewhere in a different field within 10 years, then it would be worth it because the long game uh, is more beneficial to me so that I don't have to, you know, have to really think about what i do when i get too old to move because mm-hmm. if you're if you're if your job in a performing world is ideas doesn't matter how old you are so yeah. you haven't really got a shelf life 
Um, but if it's to do with, you know, how physically uh, able you are, that's, you know, for a fact that that's going to come to an end, you know, at 30, 35. Some people go forever. I know in America, they, they don't stop, do they? No, America. they don't. They've got a whole different mentality. But I think it, I think it's again it's just also working at what you're really good at like uh, like Bell and probably yourself like literally thrived on auditions yeah loved, it's my happy place yeah exactly and I totally appreciate that and and I, I applaud everyone who does that and who does well with that but I think it's I guess for me the thing I've taken from it is to work out which fishbowl you fit in and which one you don't and be mm-hmm. smart about that because otherwise you'll be you know, you'll be you'll be barking up the wrong tree and wasting your time. You know. Yeah. But it's difficult. It's difficult. Um, was um was audition was going on trying forgot to dance part of the long game because I I remember that you went on that and then I, just before we spoke I went and was like I went on your website uh your fr- just <laughs> I, just like I went I on your website. <laughs> no, I quite enjoyed your website. It's got a nice picture of you with a beer on there. Oh, is it? That'd be oh, it's terrible. I'm I'm really terrible at all socials of everything. I just turn up and do the job and go home and then talk <laughs> to my. But um, no, I didn't even think about Got to Dance. Um, that was originally I had a tap group that did move it ages ago called Total Acoustic Precision. But that was back about five well ages ago. I can't remember how many years ago. Many years ago at Move It. Uh, and originally it was it was uh, you know those people approach you as they do. They find you somehow and they send you a message and say hey got an amazing opportunity for you which which to be fair they are they are good um and the group never wanted to do it i think that was the reason or, or we kind of weren't doing much anymore and then i think it, uh i think i think it just came to that decision I, originally i wasn't going to do it but then it was my mate rachel chapman she was like why don't you just do it on your own like what have you got to lose um and then I guess I just went for it. And I think as well, I went for it at a time when I didn't care too much for it. And mm-hmm. I didn't really, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't really fussed if it led to anything or not. It was, I think, I think that's a very different way of going into those things. When you're a bit older and you've, you've uh, been cut a lot of times, you stop caring so much. Yeah. And, um, and I went on with that kind of, I'm kind of cool, whatever, I'll just go and do me. And I'll ca- and I was I'd have been like, I'll carry on with whatever else I'm doing now, regardless. So whatever, you know? Yeah. And uh, and and actually, hat off to the program. It was a wonderful experience. Um and and I learned again, I learned a lot just on there, being on set, watching producers work, watching, yeah. you know, lighting people, makeup people, and uh so it, it's it's all stuff to learn from it. And uh, and the whole thing was wonderful and Got a free pair of tap shoes out of them. Like win, can't, win. <laughs> can't complain. <laughs> um, I was thinking that earlier when you said you, uh, when you said you created your own show, and now the position you're in. Actually, what's great about you do getting that grant and creating your own show is that I guess you learned all the fields that goes into creating a show. So when you're going to assist someone, when they go go and speak to the lighting guy and ask him to figure out this, or go and speak to the props guy, all that makes sense to you already. Yeah, there's a there's a bit of understanding with all of it, really, which is which is great. And like you say, you just you do have a I think I don't have a massive understanding of of how everything works, but I have a bit of understanding about how everything works. And that's enough. Even just uh, even just to put your hand up and say, look, I don't know if this is your job, but can you tell me it's quite I've just learned by saying, look, sorry, this might be wrong, but can I can you help me? And just asking for help. like everyone's up for helping like seems to be so uh yeah <laughs> did, uh was was got to dancer did you get was it a good platform did you get much work from it because i think a lot of dancers kind of hold back from going on these tv shows and stuff because they're like you know i'm already a performer i remember i used to get asked all the time to go on got to dance and britain's got talent and i was always the person to go well no i'm already getting paid to go on britain's got talent i'm not going to go and then submit myself to be a contestant but yeah. i understand that if you do very well in these shows that they can be a great platform look at lucas lucas for example it was a huge platform for him yeah i i think that I, I understand why performers might feel that way. I felt like that way to some extent. But having done it, like you'll probably hear from any of the people who do these things, there's nothing to lose from it. Like, I think that one of the worries of going on is you go, what if I, 
what if it comes off and it goes against me or whatever and I, I just think it's not going to and um I think it's people dance, worry. it's not big brother <laughs> no it's not and I think there's a worry as well of like saying the right thing and that our oh, producers are going to make you look a certain way and I don't think that anyone has enough time or care on a particular one act often to I don't I didn't find that personally mm. and and I think if you're going on there and you know yourself really well then you can't there's no there's no position that can compromise you because you won't let it happen to you like you can say to producers I don't agree with this especially if you're a bit I think even more so if you've got a bit of you know professional understanding behind you and you've worked a bit you're so equipped to handle that platform really really well um because you're not you're not you know oblivious to how things work and and you know I, I was very I sort of you I was very good at not letting them shape me into something that I wasn't happy yeah. that I would be happy coming off as in the sense of going um you know I think I went on with a George Benson track uh on Broadway and it was like just meant to be fun I came on all just sort of I was quite clean cut back then but um, but just as me, really came on as me. And then it's quite easy, I guess, for people to go, ah, oh, now you want now we want you to dance to Ed Sheeran. But then, you know, the the more experienced person in me will I sort of said, Well, that isn't what I do and that isn't what I came on as. Yeah. And that's that's not that's not what I'm here to show. So I, I think there's and there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of leeway, I think, in some forms. Like, don't get me wrong, we still had to find you know 20 tracks that can even get um signed off that they can use and so your li your choices are limited because of so many other fields but you still do get to have a say in how you go out and do your thing especially if you've come on going look this is my thing they'll want to showcase you the best they possibly can um they want the program to be good of course so so yeah i think they're i think they're I don't think there's anything to not gain from doing it. And, and, and the thing is, the thing that I would say when you're saying like, oh, has it helped you? It's probably helped me in ways that I don't even know it's helped me. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like yeah. you're saying, like, you saw a video of it. That's the same as however many people can just, you've got content there. You've got cameras that are so expensive, they're filming you. You've got costumes that someone has provided, lighting. Like, if, if nothing else, you've got showreel. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, I just don't see um, I don't see the downside enough to not, you know, say to everyone, get your thing and go and do it, like get it showcased. And you just don't know how far you don't know, especially with videos and everything, how far that all travels anyway. It just you'll go to goes to so many places you'll never know. And yeah. that's, never, that's never a bad thing. So I think it's good to do. 100 yeah. percent sick man yeah I was, I was watching it earlier i went on youtube and i was like oh sick you did sam sparrow we could fly and i was like that's one of my favorite songs yeah. i was like fresh i saw that i think yeah. i even saw that because john graham was doing a class to it and the musicality in that was just so good such uh, a tune but i again I, even for that i went back and did ballet classes to train for that like i went and i went back to my old bodycon teacher to get me as super fit as i possibly could um, to train for all that and the training for that is wonderful that's what I think is another good side of it is that you have a goal and uh, you you try and get in the best shape you possibly can and that's that's a wonderful thing you're having a goal yeah. to, oh, in you know three months I this is happening do you know what I mean so that's great how so, long in advance did you know you were going to be doing the show before they start filming oh uh, quite a while quite that's quite that's a while. dope you get time to prep yeah you get time to really think yeah you get time to plan yeah which you need yeah that's dope. Um, which you, know, you don't you get a lot in our industry <laughs> like no, you never do no not at all um but do you know what the, this is one thing i'll say as well and this isn't me just saying it i got on that program at the time because adam garcia was suddenly a judge again that's another thing to remember i remember even the the first rounds when i was going there were some absolutely incredible people there amazing acts this was the day when we find out who we get if we get through if we get a, a mentor and uh, it's just it sounds really obvious but to, to people who it's not like it makes sense that me as a tap dancer gets put forward with adam garcia who's a tap dancer because it, it, it's part of the it's part of the fit do you know what i mean yeah yeah 
it makes um, the narrative make sense yeah and they and there is a certain amount of that they have to match people um which which you you go in knowing and um so i know for a fact if i wasn't a tap dancer and there wasn't adam garcia there it would have been a whole different you know kettle of fish of people who would get accepted and all that so you get you get fortunate with timing as well which is a big big part of it which you'll know you know yeah. it's, <laughs> timing's it's, everything yeah it's everything yeah a big part of it so um, uh yeah so sp- uh, speaking of timing obviously when we touched base last week and spoke about you coming on the podcast uh you had literally just managed to evacuate uh you were in america am i right I in, uh, yeah i was in florida um, the show that I do now uh, is called Choir of Man, and um, that that has uh, it's a show that got set up in 2017, uh, and since then it's it's done well from Edinburgh Fringe, and it's it's been we've been really fortunate, and it's done well. But um, yeah, it's been out on a US tour, an Australian tour, which is which was currently out, and uh, it had one cruise sh- with, with Norwegian cruise lines. It has one. Uh, yeah, it was two ships with Norwegian Cruise Lines. Mm-hmm. So I was there to um, oversee setting up of a new cast for one of our ships. And um, yeah, just it's, it's, I'm sure everyone's got their own experience of where they were when they decided if they're somewhere not home to get home. But yeah. I had Florida middle of, you know, week one. Um, and it, it's just fascinating, really. It's fa- it's um, it's interesting to see. uh a company shut down really because it's it's not something that they can pull the plug on straight away it kind of all goes in phases i guess and it it has to i think with america as well it comes from their government saying cruise industries have to shut down um but yeah it's it's just um it's just fascinating really because uh you're just middle of the middle of your job doing your job and then it's like middle of rehearsals it's someone comes in and goes oh the drummer today has got coughs you know cough um like symptoms i guess yeah showing signs of being ill so we go all right the drummer's isolated so he's going home and then you go oh who's with the drummer oh the guitarist the bass guitarist and that performer so we're doing rehearsals and we're losing people mid-rehearsal to go go and quarantine yourselves and I just think like everything, no one really knows how to handle this situation because no one's come across it. So no one really knows what to do. And I'm there with an iPad going, right, we're going to carry on up. We've got half a cast. And and then, yeah, it just gets to the point where uh, they, they had to choose, like everyone will choose or get told to, to close down. And um, fascinating. Just It's mental. Yeah, really speechless on it. And I don't, and I don't know how uh, in the cruise industry it's going to affect everything because it's so much like a lot of industries, it's so much money that they pump into these ships and they lose by not having them running. So I just have no idea what's going to happen. Um, but yeah, I'm glad I'm home. Glad I'm back with Bell and the dog. Cause that was yeah. all I was. You get to the point, I think with everyone where all of this, the show must go on and the work must carry on. It's just, it's not that important really. Yeah. In the grand scheme of things. And, and we're kind of, we're kind of, trained and brainwashed into always thinking the show must go on do you know what i mean and that's kind of our mentality as performers like oh i'm feeling a bit under the weather but i'm gonna make it work because it's the nature that we live in you know it's like it's not like working in a bank whereas if you feel a bit unwell you can be like i'm gonna call in sick today and i'll be all right tomorrow so for us to have our work actually go no no this you know we have to stop because people have got this virus and this is going around it's actually quite hard to take in because it's like i mean i fainted on stage got back up four minutes later and carried on the show do you know what yeah. I mean? Like it's just the the world that we live in, so it's quite a lot to take on. Yeah, totally. I think like what you're saying. I think with performers, we almost get off on challenges, don't we? Because we're yeah. always under time constraints, budget constraints, um, you know, challenges that come up. And you know, you, you always talk to everyone, and they always go, "We don't know how we pulled this off, but we did." And that's kind of part of what being a performer in a show or any any aspect of the industry is. Um, so, yeah, it's really interesting to be put up against a problem where there is no answer to it and you all just have to get out and go home and shut down and press pause on everything. So, um, but I'm, 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 I'm fascinated by seeing what people are starting to do online. I, I don't really, I don't have a massive online presence. I'm really rubbish at it and uh, I, don't, I haven't done loads of it. But I, I love seeing what other people are, you know, 
it's just fascinating seeing people going, here's my skill. Come and look at it. Come and learn from it. Like, I think it's the performers who will keep morale high at things at times. 100%. It's amazing for for everyone, not just for the performing arts industry. I think it's it's good for everyone to be watching all that stuff because what else are we going to be doing in our homes? Yeah, definitely. And my what I love about it is isn't it ironic that the perform performers we're the people now which are out of pocket. You know, yeah. the, we don't we don't get paid sick pay. You know, my brother works for a train a train line like uh, basically working on the trains, and his union is so good he's going to get full pay even when he's off work you know my in-laws work for a bank they're going to get full pay or they work from home lots of lots of people are in fortunate positions and obviously there are a lot of self-employed people that are in very unfortunate positions but for us it's like okay we're not getting paid to do it anymore but what we're going to do is we're just going to keep doing it from our living room for free (laughs) just to keep everyone still happy and entertain people it's absolutely it's mind-blowing but i love it yeah, I love it. I, I wonder how much we'll all love it when we literally can't afford to eat. I'm in, the, I'm in exactly the same position, by the way. I haven't got any any sort of backup in terms of what I can do now until we can go until I'm in the room doing something with someone. There's nothing into my mind. I mean, I haven't got a skill set that I'm like, oh, I could do this. I could do tap classes online, but it's not something that I really want to do right now. Um, but yeah, it's. Um, it's really fascinating to know how this is going to be resolved for self-employed people. And and I can understand why people, I think performers are probably just sort of going for now, let's do our thing and let's hope that someone throws us a bone soon to keep us all actually going. Um, So yeah, I really, I'm really hoping that that's going to happen for everyone. So everyone can enjoy their craft and feel like they're protected. Because I think at the minute people just go in, well it's crazy let's just do let's do our thing at home let's all join in and it's great but i just i hope there's a long term um uh, there must be i mean there must be for and it's not even just performers that's this like self-employed is you know it's a million industries so yeah i'm just I'm, i'm excited to see what happens i'm optimistic but i'm excited well in our current in our current our current state as a as a country uh we're not on lockdown yet so people like bricklayers and builders, from what I've seen, a lot of them are still working because no one's gone. The M, the, you know, the roadway maintenance people, the M4 is closed. It's not. They're still working on it. Whereas for us as performers, you know, the theatres are closed. There is no option to make money. It's not like I can go. I'm going to risk it and go and make some cash. Yeah, and you've and we've all been advised to not go and do that, even if the theatres weren't closed. So yeah, um, it's a really difficult position, isn't it? Because it, it's difficult. You know, it's difficult for someone to say, listen to our advice, stay home, stay safe when they don't know how they're going to buy their next week of shopping. Like, yeah, you know what? I think it's very it's a very difficult position to put that type of person in right now. And especially if you've got kids and they've just all been told they're not going to be at schools next week. Um, I just like I've got a I've got a French bulldog and a fiance to provide for and and our house and stuff but i can't imagine some of the situations that some people are in where they've uh, got five kids or (laughs) you know even comprehend it at the minute um so yeah i'm just i'm i'm having a drink and praying that times will be better very soon because they have to they they just have to make it work for people don't they because i don't see how anyone's gonna carry on otherwise 100 percent. i'm today's like i finished rehearsals yesterday was our last rehearsal we were like okay let's just press pause because what's the point in keeping on going and risking each other's wellness so we press pause we're like we'll come back when life continues and until the foreseeable future so came home did a big shop yesterday did a big shop today like cupboards are full full to the brim of food very fortunate and i was like damn not not even there's some people that can't even do that and i was like oh my goodness like imagine yeah i know no it's really it's really difficult i think that's the thing that the minute the only thing that's helpful for anyone to do is to get in the place where you're expecting to stay for the next three weeks yeah and and to look after each other and to look after especially your old your old folk we're 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 having a nightmare trying to talk to Bell's nan just to stay in at the minute because mm. they don't, don't old people don't always want to hear it they don't think it's real and I'm trying to it's just that's that's my main worry right now I'm yeah. not worried about 
I'm not overly worried about us getting ill from this, even though it is very scary. It's not at the minute shown to be killing our age group, but it is attacking the and elderly. killing elderly. So it's that's that's my main. I don't even. I'm not even thinking about before we ask world well, job anything like that. I'm just like, are we good? Has dog got some food? Is Nan at home? Is she locked up? That's all that's really important today. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, 100%. That's, that's all I think at the minute, again, should be important for a lot of people. Um, but like you say, it's not It's not always easy for it to be, um, you know, it's not easy for someone to relax and just stay at home if they haven't got that option. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's very, very difficult. What kind of what kind of things are uh, you and Belle going to do to keep yourselves occupied? Say this lasts, well, they say two weeks maybe, but realistically, I'm my shows have been done until the near future, but they say in June. So <laughs> I'm laughing at you. I'm laughing at Belle in the room. She's shouting TikTok at me. Nice. Which I, I've I've seen, but I'm so, honestly I'm I'm like 29 going on 50 with everything. But yeah, so Belle saying TikTok. We've got some board games uh i love playing playstation so i'm all up for all amounts of online gaming with people um like i said i'm gonna play piano a lot um i'm gonna definitely do some fitness classes because i feel like this is going to be like christmas where everyone just drinks and eats so i think that's a big thing Mm. for everyone to do keep fit it's going to be um, like that period between Christmas Day and New Year's, but for longer. <laughs> and, and not as much fun. It almost feels like a guilty version of Christmas. Like, this is yeah. kind of not, like, quite the same. Um, so, yeah, it's a weird one. Um, so I think just that for now. And, uh, and I think in a week's time, we'll understand what this life looks like even more than we do now. And then we'll get, I think, I think we'll find our feet with it. Um quite quickly as we understand what it's actually looking like i think that's the difficult thing at the minute we don't we're getting daily updates and they're changing um and we're all kind of like oh we're about to be locked down but we're not quite like me and bell can still take the dog for a walk in a week's time yeah. might not be able. So i think there's going to be so many updates coming you know there must be of how this will progress um and that will change change all of what we're choosing to do and not do and yeah, go from there, really, I guess. In, indeed. My goal is to – I'm trying to do a, a podcast a day. That's, That's great. That's my thing. It's like, all right, well, I can still communicate with people, so let's embrace this. And even if I'm just educating and entertaining myself, it's a win. <laughs> Have you had a lot of people come up and sort of ask you to – because I've obviously done that just from seeing your post. Have you, have you had a I've lot ha- of people? Yeah, I've had a few people reach out saying they'd like to do it. I've had a few people – I put something on Instagram this morning, I think, saying tag who you'd like to come on the show, and I'll try and Skype it. It's just timing. You know, I've done one – I've done two Skype podcasts before this, one with Dana Wilson, and she was in L.A., and one with a guy called Martin, who's a PT, and he lives in Australia. So I was like, okay, this is doable. So I'm like, how can I embrace this? Normally, I struggle with time, and I like to do everything in person because it's more personable. It's more fun. You get better quality sound, you know, all the things that make it better. But that's not an option. So I'm like, all right, how can we utilize this to the next best thing? That's what I think as well. I think that that's with, like, what you're doing. But I was thinking on the, the plane on the way home, I almost feel like, especially with, like, our industry, art will happen anyway. People will create stuff anyway. Or we, we love basically- it. Yeah, because we love it. We'll do it anyway. We're not doing it. We never start, you know, a lot of people never started it for the money anyway. They just made a job out of it and managed to carry on. So in my mind, I'm kind of like, this is like almost a challenge to artists of going, now how do you do it just on this platform or just in this way? And it will be fascinating to see when people are diverted only down that route of being Mm -hmm. able to work, what people come up with, because it will change the way people are talking to each other, interacting with each other, uh, the limits on what they can do they'll probably push the limits on what they thought they could do like over social media or online. Mm-hmm. So I think from an artistic point of view, I just think we're going down a different route now and that will be really interesting. Like it was when we didn't have to go down that route. So I think long as long as we all get told we we can afford to keep our lights on and get food, keep the art going, see what happens. Like, yeah. Pause my, pause my mortgage and let me play. <laughs> uh, have you even got through to your mortgage company yet i haven't I've... tried my brother-in-law's a mortgage advisor so he's doing his today um because he's a mortgage advisor for performers as well so he's getting gr- loads of messages so i'm like once you figure it out let me know how to do it 
tried to be on the phone. We were Santander and I've tried to be on the phone all of yesterday and all of today. Yesterday, I was on for three and a half hours on hold. Couldn't get which through you, 20. Which you paid for. Oh, I did until I learned about this app. Let me tell you this app because it, uh, it's really useful if anyone else is doing it. Oh, 100%. It's, wait, let me find it. Uh, uh, oh, I can't find it now. Wait a sec. Uh, WeQ for you, which is W. Yeah, WeQ for you, and it's basically an app which uh, queues for you. So you ring up, uh, you ring up your mortgage advisor, get put on hold, and then they basically take the the hold for you, and it holds until they answer the phone. So rather than three and a half hours, which is like hundred pound phone bill I was paid yesterday. I've done it all through this, this app, and then whenever someone answers, it will be not on my phone bill. So that's so worth knowing. That's epic. I'm ringing my mortgage company tomorrow and doing that. That is on the yeah. list. <laughs> that's a I win. Got, saying that I haven't got through with this app yet, because at the minute, every time I've got through, someone's put the phone down on me, because I think they're just so busy. I don't know what it, I don't know what it is, but at the, it is working, and I am getting through, but no one's actually managed to talk to me yet, because bless those people, they must not have time to even take a sip of water, let alone deal with the amount of people ringing them. So uh, I'm just like, I'll get through at some point, like everyone will, and whatever, you know, carry on. Crazy, crazy world. Well, dude, this has been awesome. Oh, mate, thank you. I've had a a wonderful time. It's nice to talk to people. I I love talking to people. And I was like, all right, this isn't stopping. I'm not in isolation. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i think it's I, i've enjoyed it and uh, i'm glad you've enjoyed it mate and it's yeah it's really it's a really good thing to carry on doing and it's lovely to chat and i think even more so coming up just any anyone chatting online with people is good right now um having parties online and yeah having dinner online do you know what i mean all of that stuff will just be good for people won't it in in my family group chat my mum went so what are we doing for mother's day i went group conference via skype <laughs> like yeah. well, why not why yeah not? It's going to be interesting and new and you can catch up and talk on a phone. Why not? Be gonna, great. Well, I think I think what this is going to teach us is to appreciate each other's time. Yeah. And contact. Yeah. In a room with people. Yeah. I think yeah. you're right, man. Yeah. Don't oh. man. Thank you so much. Uh, so much I, w- I wish you and Belle and your dog all the best in these crazy times. Thank you so much, mate. Thanks for your call. Pleasure, bro. Take care. Yeah.